Praise the Lord. We're here again another Sunday morning, giving God thanks for all his mercies and his grace, thanking him for his goodness. God is a good God. It doesn't matter who we are, where we are, no matter what circumstances we are facing, God is still a good God. And I just want to remind us this morning that there's no other gods besides him. He's the only God. There may be small gods, people who call themselves gods. There are even people who say they are gods, you know. Yeah, they are gods. We are gods unto, unto ourselves. But there is but only one supreme being, and he's above them all. This morning, we have a program here. The topic of the this morning's lesson is, You are responsible for your soul. And underneath that, we have the last review of your life. I will be reading a passage this morning from Revelation chapter 20, 11 to 15. And this will be part of what we'll be talking about. But before we do, I want to remind you, this is Faith Restoration Ministries and Chekina Theological College. It's indeed a great pleasure to be here another time. And we want to give God thanks. God is a good God. His mercies are from everlasting to everlasting. And if you want to know more about him, you can visit us at www.frministry.org. Uh, that's Faith Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. Shekinah is an online Christian college. We prepare men and women to reach the world for Christ. Yes, when you come here, you study the word. You study the word. We're not, we, we don't deal with the other things you find uh, other Christian colleges deal with. We study the word. That is why the way how God has called us and the way he has structured this college, it is not like your normal colleges. We study the word. And even in our counseling, in our conflict management and ministry, it has to do with the word. That's the foundation of our, our um, structure and our theme. It is a makeup. It's a, listen, it is the main beam, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and of course, the, the Word is the Bible, our God. We believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. We believe that He came to earth, He died, He rose again, and He's gone back, went back, and He's coming back for His people. And while we're here, we are preparing for His return. This passage from Revelation is about the great white throne, the last review, the last review of your life. And if you do not know Jesus Christ, I would ask you to stare, you know, listen to the program, because I'm sure there's something here for you. Let us pray. Father, we ask right now for your divine direction, guidance. We pray for the Holy Spirit's wisdom. We pray for the anointing, because, Lord, without you, we can do nothing. Even when you made the word, you said, let us, amen, make man. So it means you, amen, as a community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the holy angels, you formed this earth, you created this earth. And we, as human beings, cannot do without you. We need you. We need the Holy Spirit. We need our Lord Jesus Christ. We need the angels that encamp around us. We need you. So today I ask for your guidance and direction. Lord, clear the channel. Bind demonic forces. 
Let nothing, dear Lord, hinder the word from touching the lives of those who need to hear, those who need to change, those who need the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Maybe you're wondering, where can you find us on the web? We're at www.srministry.org. For the morning's lesson, let us read the last review. Our main topic is, you are responsible for your soul. And this passage from Revelation 20, from 11 to 15, it's dealing with the last review. And by the way, this is not for everyone. This is for only those persons whose names were not found in the Lamb's book of life. That is the last death where they're going to be risen from the dead. And they're going to come to the great white throne to hear the last review of their lives and how they lived on earth. Many ministers don't tell you that sin will take you to hell. Let me remind you, hell was never built for, God, for, for the people of God or, or, or human beings. It was built for the, the devil and his angels. But let us read. I don't want to run ahead of myself. Revelation twenty eleven to 15, or morning's reading. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to, his, to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life, pay attention, whosoever was not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. To be found in the book of life is recorded while you're here on earth. When a child is born, that child is registered. Yes, the child is registered. And that's a name that child has for life. Unless, well, if you're a woman, you will um, change, normally change your last name. But normally, you maintain the same name until the day you die. We're talking about being responsible for our own souls. God made us spirit, soul, and body for holiness. That is 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. You read that there where it says for holiness, we have spirit, soul, and body. It is important. Then he said, the question is asked this morning, where will you spend your eternity? Jesus is coming back, and you must be born again to escape eternal damnation, eternal punishment. You see, it is while you are here on earth that you have your name enlisted in the book of life. You have to accept the Lord Jesus Christ and be born again. It means you do not continue in sin. When you've been baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, you do not continue in sin. You must turn away from your sinful life. While you live in sin, 
you're destined for hellfire. You better believe it. But while you have life here on earth, even though you're sinful, even though you have done abominable things, you're listening to me and your very hands are in, in, in the mud of sin, the mess of sin. You become a slave to sin. You can be changed right where you are by asking the Lord Jesus Christ come into your heart. Ask him to come into your heart. And he will. Let me say here, when we're finished in this earth, this is not the end. In Hebrews 9 and verse 27, it says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. There's a judgment. And this is what I read about in Revelation 20, um, 11 to 15. When you stand before the great white throne, after you die, it's, listen, when you die, that's not the end. Whether you're cremated, listen, cremation just let you return to dust quicker than you would if you were buried in your, in your body. Okay, your body was buried and not cremated. It is going to turn to dust. From dust it came and from dust it will return. So even though this is the mystery of God, even though the body returned to dust, when the time of um, fulfillment comes at the great white throne, those bodies are going to be put back together. I don't know how it's going to be done. I'm just saying this way. So do not say, well, if she says this, she says that. This is just what I'm assuming. It comes back together. And you're going to stand before God. And out of that book, the book that has the records of the way you lived on earth will have everything you did and did not repent. Even the times you heard the word and you turned your heart away from it. You hardened your heart and went back to sinfulness. Even that will be recorded in, in the book. Although we, But listen, God is a, create, is, is a God who is very kind, merciful, loving and forgiving and patient towards mankind. His prize, his prize creation. God made, he took his hands and he made man. He formed man. He fashioned man. Then he breathed the breath of the Holy Spirit in man. He breathed breath, rather the spirit in man. This is what makes it body, soul and spirit. Spirit gives us life. It's a spirit that gives us life and energy. We're able to move. Otherwise, the body has no power. God is a good God. And although we break his commandments daily, this happens every day, moment by moment, yet nevertheless, he will not destroy us for our weaknesses. You see? But it doesn't say that God condones our sinfulness. What it is saying is that God, God hates sin. I, let me say this. The Word of God tells us in Habakkuk 1 and 13 that God cannot look on sin. Sin is terrible. Sin is disgusting. It's horrible. It tarnishes. It's, it's a stain that only the blood of Jesus Christ can redeem, can cleanse, can remove. No bleaches on earth, no matter what you do. You could put it in the trash on your computer. It is still there. Put it up in the cloud. It is still there. Until the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you, you remain. That sin remains, and you must ask for forgiveness. You see, even though God hates sin, he is very patient with us as sinners. When he was patient with me, he's patient with you. And even though we are saved, we still sin. 
But guess what? We are not sinners. Sinners are those who habitually live in and have become the slaves of sin, doers of sinful acts. But listen, wherever you are this morning, listen to us. No matter how sinful you are, God cares about your soul. He said in his word that he does not want the sinner to perish. And I'm going to read this for you if you don't believe me. This is what he said in Ezekiel 33 and verse 11. He said here, Say unto them, that's to the people and to those of you who are listening this morning, or whenever time you listen, hear what God says. As I live, saith the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his wicked, from his way, and live. Then he says, hear the command, hear the invitation, hear the instruction. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? And he's speaking to the entire nation, wherever, whatever place, wherever you find yourself this morning, wherever you're listening from. It doesn't matter from the north or the south, the east or west, from the four corners of the earth. He is saying to you, turn away from your sin. Why will you die in your sin? When there is a remedy, when there is forgiveness, when there is one who cares for you, when there is one who loves you, there is one who will receive you and forgive you. Why will you die in your sin? Here is the opportunity. Turn away from your sin. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, Lord, touch the hearts of people right now, we ask thee. You know, God gives us time to repent. He gives us time to repent. When we pray, listen, when we purchase an item, for instance, we take it out and credit. It's only when you credit something that you're given time to pay it off. God also gives us time to make right with him. When we sin, it is against God. Yes, you committed adultery. You sin against both God and your wife or your husband. God is involved in all that we do. How is it involved? Because when we break his commandment, we rebel against him. That's how he comes into the picture. Remember, in the normal life, if a debt is not paid here, it's not paid, they're coming after you. They do all kinds of things. They harass you. I mean, they do everything. They, they stop your credit. They block it. They do. I mean, they smear you with, you know, your credit and so forth. God does not do that. He gives you time to repent. And he said, when we repent, he will, in anyone who comes to him, he will in no wise cast you out. But listen, the death for our sin was paid on Calvary's cross. It was already paid. All you need to do now is to come and accept Jesus Christ. Your sins, all the sins that you have committed, that place a curse on you. When Adam sinned, a curse was placed on mankind. Look at Genesis 3. You go read it. It is there. In chapter 3. Chapter 3 is one of the most significant chapters in the world. The most significant. And I believe verse 6 was the one I pointed out in one of my books. One of the, the most poignant verse in the Bible when the enemy approached Eve. So even though we sinned, even though Adam and Eve sinned, look what God did. He killed an animal 
Redemption began right there in the Garden of Eden. Redemption began there. Because God saw the weakness of mankind. And he killed an animal. You see, it takes blood to wash away our sins. But even though they've been killing animals since then, it was not enough to atone for sin. Jesus Christ gave his life on Calvary's cross. And he died for our sins. There are humanistic preachers who place themselves as little gods. Yes. And refuse to tell you the truth. They'll tell you, they'll, you know what they do? They put on um, the, the Goya, you know, the old time, I think Goya um, perfume and powder and so on. They powder you. They make you feel good. Oh, yes. They make you feel good. They don't tell you if you sin, you'll go to hell. They say you're all right. God loves you. Of course, God loves the, sin, the sinner. He loves the sinner. There's no doubt about it. If he had not loved the sinner, I couldn't be talking to you today on his behalf. No preacher would be able to. But what they fail to tell you is that the things that you're doing, the abominable things you're doing, lie, living, lying and stealing and living in abomination, all manner of sexual deprivation and all those things, all those terrible things that people do, even the, the carrying out all kinds of murders, whether legal murders, yes, legal medical murders, whatever they're doing, and they believe it's right. But listen. Those same people can call on God and say, God, forgive me. Any moment they call on God, he will forgive them. Because why? Jesus died on Calvary's cross. And the question is asked again this morning. Rather, your, the statement made this morning for the topic is, you are responsible for your soul. You cannot blame God. Don't blame your family and your generation. You are over the age where you can accept Jesus Christ. Do you know there are children who accepted the Lord at the age five? Age five. There are people whose testimonies who will say, I accepted the Lord at age five. Humanistic preachers will not tell you the truth. You know why? They do not care for your soul. They want your monies. There are not many preachers today you will find on the pulpit who will preach about sin. They do not preach about sin. What they do, they pacify you so you can give them big sums of monies and they can go and buy their yachts, live on the Revere, I think what it's called, Revere, whatever it's called, you know, so that they can have their expensive um, vacation and so forth. Acres and acres of land. That's what they do with your monies. And they go to, go to some countries and they show you, oh, look what we're doing. We're giving water. We're giving them water or we're giving them some food. That's just a front. They don't care about your soul. Your soul is more important than anything else. And if they are not telling you that sin will take it to hell, in the bosom of hell, which at the end will take it to the great white throne, then you need to turn away from, turn off those preachers. Talk and listen to the ones who will tell you, you must repent if you want to spend eternity with God. But remember what God said. Sin, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. And he's advising you, when you sin against God, you're wicked. I don't care what kind of sin you commit. Oh, it was just a white lie. 
It was just a say, there's no such thing. Go read Proverbs chapter 6 and it will tell you. Lying spirits are abomination unto God. There's no white lie. It's a lie. No, that is a lie. That's a deception. There's nothing that's called sin. It's L-I-E. Deception. They're not telling you the truth. When I was growing up as a child, you know, my, I had an aunt. She's still alive in London. She would say to us, there's no big sin or little sin. <laughs> I always remember my aunt saying that. There's no big sin or little sin, but you have some Christians, theologians, will departmentalize and put them in categories, sin in categories. God does not put sin in categories. Go read Revelation. The only time you find it in categories with God's, when it was John summed it up. And it's somewhere there in Revelation. I can't remember it because this is not part of what I was going to talk about. But if you read it, and it shows three separate types of categories of sin that will certainly take you away, um, separate you from God when that time comes at the end of time. I'm going to try and find it here this morning because I like when I go to these things that I can um, sum it up and show you. Here it is. Oh, yes. Revelation 21 and 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it. That is the new heavens or the new earth. Anything that, listen, defileth this one, neither whatsoever that worketh abominations so or all manner of abominations is in that category. Sexual sins, lying, spreading rumors, all those things, the faming people, they all come under abomination. Or anything that maketh a lie, deception. Okay? Defilement, abomination, and deception. You will not enter into the kingdom of God. Whatever sins come under that. You have people dressing. You were born an A, but you're dressing to like, looking like a B. God said you won't enter heaven. You've got to change. You must change. Is that about me? Is it about what somebody says, what the doctor says, what the psychologist says? It's what the word says, and your soul is more important to God. You are responsible for it. There is a final review of your soul. Listen, physical death is not the end of all things. After death, I read it there a moment ago, that after death, then comes the judgment in Hebrews 9 and verse 27. Let's go there again. And as it is appointed unto man, or rather men, once to die, but after this the judgment. And for all you people so concerned about gender, when the Bible speaks about man will die and so, he's not speaking of the gender. He's speaking of humans. Men here refers to humans, male and female, those two genders that our God has made in among the, in, in the animal kingdom. He speaks of humans, not males per se. What he's speaking of is male and female. I want to remind you again, you are responsible for your own soul. And you are it is time, rather, to turn from your sinfulness and repent. You know why? The wages of sin is death. Romans 6 and 23. 
Many of you believe, oh, I can live in sin. I've heard people say, oh, I'll see you in hell. And then there's another terminology where they say, oh, we're going to have a ball in hell. Oh, yeah? You need to go and read some books about um, Erica. I don't, can't pronounce her last name, but you go on Amazon and you, you look for Erica and read her books, especially the first three, and then buy the entire um, set. And you're going to see that hell is real. And let me say here, if I hadn't read the Bible and seen some things in the Bible, what she wrote there, I would have probably not believed it. But when I read what's going on, even right now in this nation, you tell me hell isn't real? You tell me Satan isn't real? The devil is real and he is raging. He is, if you are blind, if you are a Christian, you must be blind and deaf not to see the rage and terror that Satan is really wreaking, re- that's going on right now in this world. Not only this nation, but across the globe. The things I hear that's happening. You know why? Because of S-I-N. One little word. Three letters. S-I-N. It is the most destructive catalyst Man has ever known because sin can lead to eternal death and permanent separation from God, permanent punishment. Read again the books written by Erica. It will tell you how miserable hell is. I've also seen people who said, um, saw, rather, I saw on the YouTube where people who went, who died or were sick, and they, they died for a few minutes and they went to hell and they Listen, they say they don't want to go there. You don't believe hell is real? If you want to prove it for yourself, by the time you begin to prove it, there'll be no escape for you unless maybe you're unconscious and the Lord allows you to see it and return you back to earth. But if you're dead, I mean physically dead and gone and buried, there's no hope for you while you're in the grave. God is merciful. You're listening to me this morning. God is merciful and loving. It is not his desire for the sinner to die in sin. This is why he has made the way of escape so that we live with him in eternity. I want to emphasize again, heaven is real. Hell is real. You have the opportunity now, right now as you're listening, to make the decision to turn from your sinful ways. Stop the things that you're doing. You know what you're doing is wrong. You know it. You know it. And you know what I believe God is going to judge mankind for? When you go into God's, uh, there's somewhere, as I said, this was not even in my, um, in my text, but somewhere in Revelation, where it tells you that behind God's throne, I want to see, and I need to find out because I need to read it, because I don't think many people are aware of this. What God, um, the what I'm going to read here? No, I don't think many people are aware of this. How um, the things that are behind the throne of God? I need to find it because when I came across it. Ah, here it is. I know it's here. Revelation, I'm going to read something for you, which I don't think many people are aware of this. 
Look at this. Revelation 4 and verse 3. Let's look at verse 2 where John, the revelator, he said, And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. This is where I'm getting. And he that sat was sat to look upon, and he that sat to look upon, Oh, and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. Listen to this. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. Let me say here, people are not aware of this. And they have taken the rainbow and used it inappropriately. God, listen, God is so merciful and he's so kind. And I don't think many people are really aware there. The intentions, I believe, are um, whatever the intentions are for. But believe me, God is a just God. And he's given people time to repent. When we desecrate what God has given to us in our bodies, I'm going to say this, repeat this, even our bodies, if we abuse our bodies, We fail to recognize we are stewards of our bodies. And if we abuse our bodies, we will answer to God. Not only in this life will your health be broken down, but you will answer to God if you do not repent. And his calling sin will send you to hell, which was built for the devil and his angels. Hell was never built for man. Matthew 25 And I'm going to read this for you, Matthew 25 and verse 41. There are other scriptures which I've used this morning. You have to rewind the tape to find them. Matthew 25 and verse 41. Hear what it says. Because a lot of people talking about God and we put them into hell. God, you choose while you're here to go to hell. It says here in verse 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand. These are the, you see, the people are gathered before God. Some are on the right hand, some are on his left hand. But the right hand people will reign with him forever. But those on the left, this is what he said. Then shall he say, unto, say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. I'm going to read that again. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye curse into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. I want to remind you again this morning that you are responsible for your soul. You have an opportunity this very moment to turn your life over to God. I don't want to know what you were doing. I don't want to know what you are doing. I don't want to know what you have done. God already knows. He is the last person you need to see, not me. All I can do is pray for you, pray for your soul, that you repent where you are. Ask God to come into your heart. He says here, the last review. You know, every year people go for reviews. And some people, they're timid, they're shaking in their boots because especially if you happen to have had a terrible um, supervisor or manager or whomever is over you, and it's a very unfair person. Um, I've had some of that. I remember I was at a certain place working here in the United States, 
And this person, I know the reason why she wrote that bad report, because the lifestyle she wanted to invite me into, I told her I w- I'm not for that. And she didn't like that. So she wrote very bad report on me. And then she said, oh, I said, I'm not signing that. She said to me, oh, but at least you, you got to I said, I'm not signing it. That's not me. Ask the people who know me. They know that's not me. But at least sign to say you're rejected. I said, my name not going there. But listen, when you stand before God, you can't argue because God is true. Whatever he writes about you is what you have done. And if you don't remember, he will remind you when you committed that crime, when you committed that act, whomever was with you, the day, the time, the hour, he's going to spread it all out before you. So listen, man will lie on you as that person was doing. Man will hate you. You know, recently I've been thinking about what's going on in this nation. I said, God, that came to me, this is liquid hatred. In all of my days, I have never seen hatred running like a stream all over in every area of society. Liquid hatred. But I'm saying again today, if you do not repent, You are going to perish, and you will be on the left hand of Jesus Christ. And he's going to put, in fact, you would have already chosen where you're going to spend eternity. Listen, I I know you don't like these kind of messages. You like the messages that give you channel number nine. Listen, I don't use channel number nine. I tell you like it is. Listen, your soul is, when I come here, if I don't speak the truth, the same Ezekiel says, Go back and read it. If I don't speak the truth to you, your blood will be on my shoulders. Read Ezekiel. It will tell you. I have to give you the truth. It's not because I don't care about I care about it. That's why I'm telling you. The soul that sin it shall surely die. And it's not talking about physical death. There are dead people walking right now, dead in trespasses and sin. Because when we were born, we were born dead. Ephesians 2 and verse 1, you who were dead, quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sin. You come alive when you come to know Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The final review will be when you stand before the judgment seat of God. You have an opportunity right now. Your soul is in your hands right now. Make the decision to turn over to Christ. Turn your life over. He's calling you. He said, come unto me all you labored and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. He's ready for you. He will pardon you. Isaiah 55 tells you, not only will he pardon, he will abundantly pardon. He will abundantly, think about it, no matter how much, how far you've gone deep down in sin, he will abundantly pardon. Matthew 11 verses 28 to 30 says to you, come unto me, all ye that are labored, Listen, and heavy laden in sin, he's saying, come, come, come. So remember, the second death, the great white throne, that's where your final review, 
the final review of your life will be held at the great white throne. And if you are standing before the great white throne, it means that you did not make it into heaven. Because this is, this is you, you, the second death that you're about to, reproach, to approach. So what I want to say to you this morning is heaven or hell. Is sin or righteousness? You choose. We have Sister Vivian here this morning. She's going to wrap up and pray a sinner's, um, an invita- give you an invitation, and then she's going to say the final prayer. Good morning, my sister. Good morning, Dr. Stewart. It's good to be here. Um, you know, as I listened to you, what came to me was how the battle that's going on is, is, is about us mm-hmm. because because Satan was literally, he was dethroned. He was fired. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was thrown out of heaven. And so he knows that God created us. He loves us. And his job is, right now, is to try to take us down with him. And if he can't get to us, he's going to try to get to the closest person to us. And that is why we constantly have to be praying, praying for family members, praying for relatives, pray, pray one for another, because the devil is after our soul. He's, he wants to take us to hell with him, because he knows that is his final destination. And so when we're going through some stuff in our lives, we have to recognize that there is a real devil out there who he is actually contradicting everything that God has created, that God has instituted. He has, he has changed the view of marriage. Um, you mentioned about the rainbow um, at the throne, behind the throne, and now it is used in a different light. And so it is with a lot of stuff that's happening around us. It's the enemy that's operating that is, is undermining God. And we as Christians, we have to, to be on the alert to recognize that we are in a spiritual battle. There's a spiritual, a real war going on in the atmosphere around us. And so I want to say to everyone out there, first you need to acknowledge that you are a sinner. You must acknowledge that you are a sinner. Then you have to believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. No other religion, this happened. This one man, Jesus, he died on the cross or sins, and he rose again. He's alive and well. You can call upon his name any time of the day or night, no matter where you are. You can say, Jesus, and he will hear you, and he will answer. Then you have to confess your sins to God. First, you acknowledge that you're a sinner. You believe that Jesus died for your sins. And then you confess your sins and say, Lord, I messed up. I told a lie. I committed murder. I committed adultery. I committed fornication. I messed up, God. Please forgive me of my sins. And the Bible says that he is willing and he is just to forgive us of our sins. Father, in the name of Jesus. I come to you this morning, God, not because I'm perfect, oh God, 
but that because I'm a sinner saved by your grace. And so, Father, I'm interceding on behalf of each and every individual under the sound of my voice that, God, we will confess our sins to you. We'll first acknowledge that we are sinners, that we will believe that you died on the cross for our sins, and that, Lord Jesus, you will forgive us of every sin that we have committed. We thank you, O oh God, that there is no other being on this earth ever was and ever will be like you, someone who loves and cares about us in spite of our shortcomings and our failures. You still love us with an everlasting love. Lord, oh God, I know I love my children. Even when they do things wrong and I may punish them, I still love them. And to know that your love far surpasses the love I have for my children. You are a wonderful God. And Father God, I pray that each and every one who will listen this morning or will listen after uh, the recording, oh God, that if they have not come to know you as Lord and Savior of their lives, that they will, Lord God, repent of their sins and acknowledge you as their Lord and Savior. We thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in this ministry. We thank you for the lives that will be affected through this ministry, O oh God. We thank you, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you so much, my sister. We want to remind you again, you are responsible for your soul. The sister summed it up so well this morning, telling you how you can come to know Jesus Christ. We don't have no written steps for you to follow. Jesus said, the word said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. But it does not stop there. You need, you, you need enabling grace. I have a book there about grace. You cannot just live the life because you're saved and you continue doing the things you were doing. That's not enough. You have to stop. You have to make a change. Turn around as you present your body as a living sacrifice before the Lord. You then deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow him. Today we want to thank all those who took the time to listen. If the message has done anything for you, anything you heard here this morning you're not satisfied with or you don't understand, reach us at 678-964-4096. Or you can go to our website and send us an email from www.frministry.org. This was Faith Restoration Ministries, restoring lives one life at a time with the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God through prayer and counseling and inspirational books. And Shekinah Theological College answering, what does the Word say? We study the Word even as it is given by the power of the Holy Spirit. May God bless you. Have a wonderful week and enjoy the summer. Keep in mind that Jesus Christ is coming back. You are responsible for your soul. The final review, you don't want to be there, but you have to change while you're here on earth. God bless you. God bless you until we meet again.